Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hey parents, Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique in Oxford features the latest brands of baby and children's clothing, shoes, toys, and accessories. Check out Jack and Claire's Facebook page too. Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique, West Jackson Avenue next to Belk. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host Gerard Gibbard along with Rhino guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. It is a Monday kicking off a brand new week. That would be the final week of the first month of the year 2022. Morning Rhino. Howdy howdy. Your weekend sir? Not too terribly bad. I'm uh about half packed now. Uh, I'm making good progress, so uh, can't complain. But besides that, watched some football, played some video games, hung out with Porch Cat, and took a couple naps. So <laughs> really can't complain about the weekend. How about yours? Oh, not too bad. Uh, what about the NFL playoffs? Those were some wild games. <laughs> that was crazy. Crazy. I mean, the uh, just as you thought. One could not be outdone. It was like, here we go again, hold my beer. Gee whiz, the Rams and the Bucks. What a crazy finish that was. And then the nightcap, the Chiefs and the Bills, a little overtime. Crazy. Seems like there's always consternation about the NFL's overtime rules whenever you have a high-profile high overtime game. Yeah. There was a lot of discussion in the social media universe, uh, and even in the media, about that that very issue, calling for some changes there. A lot of people are, at least. Let's make it more like the college rules and stuff like that. But what a wild deal it was over uh, the weekend with the NFL playoffs. So how does it set up? We got advancing the... The Rams, they go on forward, and uh, let's see, the Chiefs. Yeah, you got the Bengals and the Chiefs will play the afternoon game on Sunday, and the 49ers and the Rams will take on uh, each other at 5.30 Sunday night. And in all California, a battle, right? That's weird. The Rams look funny to me with the all-blue unis. I'm okay with them. I think they look Remind fun. me a lot of my high school. Tupelo High School, Golden, Tupelo, that's true. golden Wave. Golden Blue Wave. Gold. Yeah, that's right. Well, anyhow, uh, we should have uh, some interesting matchups as they battle it out to determine who goes on to the Super Bowl. 
I'm not mistaken, this is the first time in over a decade you don't have either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady in the uh, championship games. Oh, wow. How about that? Didn't think about that. I tell you, that Mahones, he works some magic there at the end. You have to tip your hat to the young man. Quite, yeah, I'm a, quite I'm a bulldog. I'm a Dak fan. Because of Dak, I've, I've cheered for the Cowboys on occasion, but... Uh, Patrick Mahomes scored a touchdown with the team in 13 seconds, and it took Dak 14 seconds to run by himself. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Unbelievable athletes, those folks are. They're fun to watch. I could do without... Uh, who was the quarterback? I'm trying to think of who it was. Uh, which team had the stop the hate message on the back of the helmet. Who was that? Hmm. Have to think about who it was. I just remember seeing it and kind of rolling my eyes. What are they talking about? Thomas asked the question. How did the NFL manage to not have a single COVID positive player in the postseason? <laughs> That's because they stopped testing. <laughs> they didn't tell anybody, but yeah, they they stopped testing. That is right. They uh, they changed the the guidelines right on testing because too many people were coming up positive. And it's like, I feel fine. I don't have any issues whatsoever. I don't know. I mean, they're out there on the football field swapping spit, aren't they, for the most part? Good grief. If you have not checked your investment accounts, folks, if you have a 401k, you have a portfolio, etc. If you're near retirement, I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> don't do it. If, if you're going to... Please don't be around any sharp objects or the like. It ain't going real well today. The uh, Russia-Ukraine tensions are just one of the factors influencing markets. Another big sell-off, the Dow presently down 716. The NASDAQ down 380 and change last time I looked at it. It is a bloody day on the markets, as they say a wash in red ink. And there are just a lot of factors, I think, at play here besides this situation over in the Baltic with uh, Russia and the Ukraine. I, I don't know about you guys, but my level of confidence is not terribly high with respect to this president's ability to manage this situation and his administration. It was reported over the weekend that he was actually weighing the option of deploying thousands of troops to Eastern Europe and the Baltics, I guess kind of to saber-rattle a little bit. I think that one of the things we could do right off the bat here is crank up the oil and gas production in this country to have a, an impact on Russia economically. And the other thing we could do is ban them for participating in the, uh, the transaction systems, the banking and the finance transaction systems that process dollars. Just ban them from that. I mean, that's immediate action that uh, this president could take. The other thing, of course, that went into effect, if you have been paying attention on this front is this past Saturday, truckers 
coming across the border from Canada into the United States, delivering goods, soft lumber, as you're probably aware, much of it is transported, is harvested, transported, processed in Canada, over in western Canada, crosses over. They got to be vaccinated to drive in a truck by themselves. It makes no sense. And the same is true with there's a reciprocal agreement with American truck drivers going into Canada. So we have this problem that went into effect Saturday that just exacerbates an already constrained supply chain situation. It could easily and immediately just drop that stupid rule and go talk to his buddy Trudeau up there in Canada. So it's my understanding, Rhino, that truckers have organized and are heading, I think, in Canada to the provincial capital to express their dismay with this. But this is an easy one, is it not? I mean, just uh, drop this crap. It's, it's dumb anyhow, honestly. So, yeah, they're marching uh, to the Canadian capital, actually. And uh, a convoy of truckers, it is being described, started their march from Vancouver over in the west on Sunday to the Canadian capital city of Ottawa in protest. And, well, they should. So, I still wouldn't agree with it, but it would it would be an easier pill to swallow if they were testing everyone coming across the border. Yeah, agree. Or requiring vaccinations of everyone crossing. The and border. I, I assume in your uh, your support, your statement of support, there you're also referring to the southern border. Yes. Yeah. And that, that seems to just because be. Because you, you can't tell me that truck drivers are a vector for transmission of COVID-19. Dumb. When the entire southern border is more porous than a sieve. It's, it, it, it totally is crazy. It, it's such a ridiculous double standard. It, it's nuts. But the, these are two swift actions I think the president could and should take to alleviate some of this issue and to perhaps pressure Russia to back off if you denied them access to the 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 dollar-based financial markets the the systems there that would have an impact you could do that now let's do it and this drop this stupid vaccine mandate for truckers going back and forth between this country and our neighbor to the north Canada this is those are easy actions that he could take, but he won't, right? Nope. It's more important to hold their ground. We were right all along than it is to take action that benefits the country and the world. I mean, that's where we are in this country. It, it sucks. It's dumb. Totally uh, totally politically man manipulated, contrived, and motivated. We'll take a break right here on Middays. we got Grant Callen, president, excuse me, the CEO and founder of Empower at 1105. Stay with us.
Les England for Clark's Construction. The kind of work that Jerry's done for me includes you know, minor repairs like rotting wood, remodeling uh, the master bath, uh, putting new French doors on the back of the house. He understands what he's doing and he usually points out you know, why I've had problems and not only how to fix it, but how to fix it so the problem doesn't recur. I think Jerry's trustworthiness is beyond reproach. Call 601-214-9463. Clark's Construction, a company you can trust. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry, I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox, direct. 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress, let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no obligation estimate. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi, 
You're tuned in to Middays with Gerard Rhino, also in the studio here today. The uh, weather got better yesterday. Got out and played a little golf. It, uh, <laughs> the mercury hit 50. It was a miracle. <laughs> I know. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It was cold. Yeah, pretty cold. So, not too bad today either. Yeah, this week shouldn't be too terribly bad. It depends on where you are in the Magnolia State as to how much precipitation you're forecast for the week. Yeah. I know uh, southwest and central Mississippi and parts of southern Mississippi are expected to get a little bit of rain, maybe, tonight. But uh, besides that, not a whole lot of precipitation expected for the Magnolia State for the first part of the week. And uh, decent temperatures with Mostly sunny to sunny skies for yeah. the vast majority of the state. Yeah, looking forward to it. Not bad. End of uh, January. I mean, I'm just hoping that uh, we don't get uh, another ice event come in here that would stick me in a hotel and have to live off Twix and Nabs for a few days. <laughs> uh, let's see. Today, I believe I got this right, is when the king of pop, Michael Jackson, released Thriller, uh, arguably his signature album as a, a soul-performing artist. Wasn't it today? Thriller. believe so. We got, we'll have to honor that with some Thriller music. But before we do that, are you concerned about things uh, when we bolted out of here Friday in anticipation of the weekend, if you... If you had things on your mind and you were concerned about, oh, I don't know, inflation, the direction of the country, the tensions between Russia and the Ukraine, and a number of other matters, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki had some advice here for you. So my advice to everyone out there who's frustrated, sad, angry, pissed off, feel those emotions, go to a kickboxing class, have a margarita, do whatever you need to do this weekend, and then wake up on Monday morning, we got to keep fighting. And what that means, Lindsay, is we have to keep talking to members about federal legislation. That's essential. That's something that can be permanent, that can make sure people's rights are protected. But we also need to uh, make sure people are educated in states across the country about what their rights are, uh, how they can vote, when they can vote, how to request an absentee ballot. There's a lot we need to do on that front, and that's going to rely on the energy and the anger of those that activism as well. There you go. If you're mad about voting rights, have a margarita. Now, let me get it straight, Rhino. Are you supposed to go to kickboxing class before or after you consume margaritas? Depends on how angry you are. <laughs> you don't want to go into kickboxing class with too much anger. It might injure the instructor. So you might have to tamp down your anger with a margarita, therefore also slowing your reaction time so that you're more likely to go ahead and get bonked by the instructor to put you out of your misery. Problem solved. Kickboxing and margaritas. Get up today and fight again. Voting rights. That's what people are thinking about today, aren't they? That's top of mind. I need some of them voting rights. <laughs> <laughs> Have another margarita. <laughs> oh, you can't make it up. Nuts. Line up, everybody. It's kickboxing class. We're going to take turns <laughs> kicking the dummy with Mitch McConnell's face on it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Good old Jen. 
and give, giving us some sage advice of how to survive through the weekend. Kickboxing and margaritas. That'll do it. <laughs> oh, you got to love it. Just got to love it. Incredible. If you're that wound up because Democrats can't do simple math, you might need to reprioritize. <laughs> well, how about uh, if you watched any of the Sunday shows, meet the, as Rush used to call it, meet the depressed. He's always one that is uh, entertaining often. But Chuck Todd over there at NBC, he's not too optimistic about the Democrats' chance in the midterms. And you'll listen here, but NBC's created a meter where they're monitoring the midterms and the prospect of the the prospects for the two parties' success in the upcoming midterms. And he presented that yesterday, this new meter, the midterm meter, they call it. Here you go. Come on, Chuck. It's designed to kick off a second-year reset of his presidency. Cap recaptures political identity, if you will. But our, MB, our new NBC News poll suggests Mr. Biden does need a reset because he's lost his identity a bit. He's no longer seen as competent and effective. He's no longer seen as a good commander-in-chief, or perhaps most damaging, as easygoing and likable. In fact, just 5% of adults say Mr. Biden has performed better than expected as president. One of the many lowest firsts and fewests in our poll. And as we kick off our Meet the Midterms coverage heading into November, the NBC News Political Unit developed what we're calling a midterm meter. It's based on previous election cycles. It's basically three poll numbers you need to know best. I'm going to start with the, perhaps the most important number to understand uh, the direction of the midterms. It's job approval here. The president's job approval rating sitting at 43%. If you look at history, history shows that kind of presidential approval rating leads to a shellacking for the party in power. How about the mood of the nation? Well, let me show you this. Right now, our wrong track, nation's on the wrong track number, sitting at 72%. Second poll in a row where we've been over 70%. This is only the third time in our poll's history over 30 years where we've had two tracks that uh, were that off. That, again, would put you in shellacking territory for the party in power. But the one place Democrats are holding up okay is on the question of which party should control Congress. Basically a dead heat, one point advantage there, but most analysts will tell you Democrats have to be about, up about four or five due to their uh, due to redistricting in order to actually hold the House here. So that puts it in the middle. But as you can see, two of our three most important indexes is sitting in shellacking territory right now for the Democrats. Shellacking territory, Chuck Todd. He, he ain't too happy. The president has lost his identity. Yeah, the the little chart goes from shellacking to bad, <laughs> and then from bad to decent, and from decent to exceptional. That's the meter. That's the meter. The midterm meter. We'll have to pay attention to the old midterm meter. The folks that personally, I would have put decent in the middle and come up with a more positive term. But oh well. Yeah. Oh, Chuck. He, you can tell he's not too happy about all that stuff, is he? So you probably know by now that a bill 
was passed, or I should, was it passed? I think so, in the Senate. Yeah, my bad. In the Mississippi State Senate, this past Friday, to address the teaching of critical race theory in Mississippi's public educational institutions. I'll be honest, folks, I haven't dug into the bill, but it, it is my understanding that there are not a lot of specificity in the bill. That's my understanding. I haven't looked at it. That's just kind of third-hand. But Jerry in Waynesboro sent a, a screenshot of a tweet, it looks like. Yeah. And assuming this is authentic, Dem State Senator. That's the name of this person? Is that right, Jerry? The person who posted the tweet? Every one of Mississippi's black state senators, if you haven't heard, walked out of the Senate chamber on Friday in protest of this bill, which would ostensibly ban the teaching of critical race theory in the schools in Mississippi. Of course, I just point out again, the label critical race theory has kind of taken a life of its own. It seems to have many connotations. It is used as a descriptor for a lot which really isn't consistent with the origins of the theory. Started out as an academic discipline. Is, however, based in critical theory, which became critical legal theory and then critical race theory back in the uh, early 80s. Um, but anyhow, Jerry sent this copy of this tweet from this individual who was styled as Dem State Senator. I think that's just the headline. That's the headline. Okay. I wasn't sure who actually posted it. Maybe Jerry can tell us about that. But nonetheless, we'll, we'll talk about it when we come back here on Middays. At 11.05, it's Grant Callen, the founder and CEO of empower mississippi stay with us we'll be right back From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny skies, high near 59. Tonight, a 70% chance of rain, low around 42. Your Tuesday, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 54. And for your Wednesday, sunny skies, high near 46. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. 
Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. We've got hand washing stations with soap, paper towels, and water, and we've also got hand sanitizers to rent or sell. Please give us a call, 601-879-3969. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just a good experience in, in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they are. I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried. <laughs> I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. It's time to reserve the car you deserve at Bob Boy Honda. You probably know that there's distribution issues impacting automakers across the industry. But that won't stop us from getting you the ride of your dreams. Here's how to reserve the new car, truck, or SUV that you want. Step one, come to Bob Boyd and test drive a car, truck, or SUV. Step two, reserve the Honda you want from our huge allocated inventory arriving daily. Step three, when your ride arrives, come down, pick it up, and it's that easy. Come on to Bob Boyd Honda, let's get you a deal. deal. I'm JT Mitchell and this is Super Talk Mississippi News. There are plenty of items on the agenda for this year's session, one of which is Medicaid expansion. House Minority Leader Robert Johnson says that the people who make the economy run are the ones who truly need it. The people that, that make this economy run, the people that make sure the state of Mississippi stays viable are working people, middle class working people every day, who do okay, take care of themselves, not looking for a handout, but they don't make enough money to pay for health care. They don't make enough money to have health care coverage. That being said, Senator Hob Bryan doesn't have much faith in Medicaid expansion coming to Mississippi. The governor of the state made it very clear he's proud of the fact that he opposes Medicaid expansion. And if there's anyone more proud of that, it's the Speaker of the House, who's re-elected Speaker, I think, without opposition. So elections have consequences, and I don't think we're going to have Medicaid expansion. For more Mississippi news, find us online at supertalk.fm. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. All summer and fall, you've heard our Food Fridays presented by our friends at Polk's Meat. With the temps starting to fall, maybe you're slowing down on grilling, but that's no reason to slow down on the delicious meats from Polk's. Whether it's ham or smoked sausage, whether it's gumbo, jambalaya, or a big breakfast spread, make sure it's Polk's. Why? You know why. Because picky people pick Polk's. 
You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Middays. We appreciate you joining us today. So, talking about this this um, screenshot from Jerry and Waynesboro. So, I'm not really sure who the the person was that that sent it, but yeah, I I see it, and it it certainly the. The event did make national news. It's it's a number of media outlets did pick up the story that I think it was 14 members of the Black Caucus in Mississippi and the Mississippi Senate did walk out and thus did not vote on the legislation, which did pass the Senate. But it was uh, introduced by Senator Michael McClendon. And, and this is what this screenshot says. I'm not sure this is accurate, though, Rhino. It says, no public institution of higher learning, 23 community junior college school district, or public school, 24, oh, this is line numbers, pardon me, including public charter schools shall direct or otherwise compel students to personally affirm, adopt, or adhere to any of the following tenets. Um... Tenants, T-E-N-A-N-T-S. Uh, I believe that's a problem there. No public institution of higher learning, community, junior, college, school, district, or public school, including public charter schools, shall make a distinction or classification of students. In general, what it says is that they're not allowed to teach that any sex, race, ethnicity, religion, or national origin is inherently superior or inferior. I think that's the essence of the legislation. Um, I, you know, that's not, honestly, a great deal of specifics. So, hmm. I, yes, that is the incorrect spelling of tenant. Yeah, that's a person who rents property. Should be T-E-N-E-T. Right, correct. I mean, that's fine. We make mistakes like that. If this is a news source, however, you've you got to expect more. They should have folks proofread that kind of stuff. Anyhow, um, so, I, you know, I, I would like to see something, some sort of legislation that was a bit more specific. And if you look at the states that have enacted legislation that is uh, designed to protect against this 
uh, I think, which are just horrible things to teach in a classroom, it should focus on barring the teaching of any kind of divisive concepts or promoting those um, in curriculum and policies and programs, including extracurricular activities. And it should not require teachers to attend any sort of workshops or training that does the same, that promotes those sort of divisive concepts. And it should not require students to be placed in an uncomfortable situation where they are required to affirm that they uh, are racist just because they happen to be the same race of people who committed racial indiscretions in the past committed racism in the past just because you happen to be the same race so this is the the whole idea of course of marxism is grouping and yes critical race theory is based on critical theory which is marxist that's marxist who created it and it's it's just kind of evolved from there from one of division and separating and segregating society based on economic status to one based on these physical attributes such as race. But no student should be placed in a situation where they are required to admit and acknowledge guilt for something done by people of their same race in the past with which they had no direct involvement. That's totally wrong. And that's what, in my view, should be barred in the classroom uh, or in schools in general. The, uh, the other thing that concerns me that I, I keep seeing further evidence of just in, in discussions with professionals across a spectrum of industries and disciplines and occupations is this continued transition and shift away from achievement and performance and value determining one's fate, one's outcome in life, and, and anything from compensation to being hired to promotion to being selected for positions to, to being nominated, confirmed. You just go down the, the list. Any, anything related to your personal and professional advancement that's based on physical attributes. And the same is true in a classroom. I'm concerned about that. That's creeping into the classrooms across this country where we're essentially dismissing the traditional performance achievement-based scoring and grading system and replacing it with one where it's based on, it's more subjective and not objective, and it's based on an instructor or a proctor or one who is responsible for scoring and grading, it's just whatever they think. Or perhaps it's based on your physical attributes, such as your race or ethnicity or gender, etc. That's what's happening in a big way in this country uh, across our culture, in the private sector, in the public sector, in education, even in private education where in some cases it's even more pronounced. So that's my concern. Is that's, We all lose when we shift away from 
value creation being the determinant of, of one's fate and performance being included in that and achievement. It's, uh, that's destructive. That is totally counter to, I think, free markets and determining, uh, determining factors being the market itself. It, and it doesn't matter what the discipline is. That's the only fair arbiter, not some bureaucrats who got some crazy system where they make those calls totally on a subjective basis. But that's where we're headed. And by the way, that is, that's consistent with critical theory, which morphed into and has been extended into critical race theory. It's the same thing with critical legal theory. So it's all about the theory, by the way, really refers to the the notion that more traditional and conventional cultural tenets have got to be questioned to the point that they've just got to be completely dismantled. That's where that came from. Let's examine them. Let's dismantle them. Let's start over. They don't work. It's essentially what they're saying. Watching the markets down the Dow, 824 continues to trend downward. I think there's still a lot of concern about what's going to happen over there and with Russia and the Ukraine, how they're going to react. By the way, Fed Chairman Powell is scheduled to speak this coming Wednesday. We'll see what sort of message he has to deliver. I'm not sure, uh, but I've also heard reports, Rhino, from folks saying the shelves are empty. They're running into supply chain issues. I, too, experienced that over the weekend. What's going on there? We've got, we had some 8.8 .8 million workers call in sick first two and a half weeks of the, uh, the year, the new year. There are, however, reports that Omicron is peaking in the, in the uh, regions of the country where it, uh, I guess, it first began spreading. I think that's good news. Even Anthony Fauci came out yesterday on the Sunday news shows and said he thought that we would be peaking within the next couple of weeks. Fauci. What a change in heart that was. I, he kind of wants this thing to go on forever, seems to me like. But And there's more craziness happening with people that are obsessed with all these restrictions and measures in Los Angeles, <laughs> in the school system, the K-12 through system, students cannot wear cloth face masks. They've got to wear, this is what it says, they've got to wear masks that have a nose wire in them so that they fit tight. A nose wire. I mean, that, that is literally what it says. Unbelievable. Nose wire. So Yeah, that's really going to make a difference this far into it. It's crazy. This is crazy. Just more nonsense like that. It's time to get rid of all that, I think. Anyhow, we'll take a break right here. we got another segment in this first hour of Middays, and then we've got the news. Grant Callen, founder and CEO of Empower Mississippi, joins us at 11.05. He's going to be talking about School Choice Week in Mississippi.
Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland has your answers for urinary issues. The Incella treatment option for urinary leakage is your solution. Sit down comfortably, remain fully clothed, and get rid of incontinence problems. If you have 10 minutes to spare and think this treatment option could change your life, call Innovative Health Clinic today to set up a free appointment, 601-944-5585, or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, <laughs> there are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta, we're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. This is the opening agri-market report. It's the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange. March cotton was up 39 to 121.14. May cotton was up 47 to 118.45. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade. March soybeans were down 12 and a quarter to 1402 per bushel. May soybeans were down 13 and a half to 1409 and a half per bushel. March corn was up a half to 616 and three quarter per bushel. May corn was down one and three quarters to 612 and a quarter per bushel. At the mercantile, April live cattle was down 217 to 139.92. June live cattle was down 182 to 135.47. March feeders down 247 to 160.82. April feeders down 207 to 166.05. And at the open, the Dow Jones down 543 points, 33,759. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. 
Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi, watching that market tumble. 876 is the Dow down now. NASDAQ 525. And uh, the S&P down considerably as well. It is a huge sell-off today. And I think it's tensions between Russia and Ukraine are just piling on all the other concerns investors have. And that is causing a sell-off. Thompson Greenwood wants to know why the um, the tax reform bill that passed in here in the state of Mississippi that passed the House doesn't appear to have been referred yet over in the Senate. I think that's true. I don't. Uh, I haven't seen anything that it says it's been six days since it's been transmitted. Still no committee assignment. I think that's right. I haven't seen that either, Thomas. I don't know what the plan is at this point. I don't know where that's going to land. You know, I support it. I think it's a good thing for the state, and I hope that they uh, they get on it. With respect to this critical race theory thing, I, I did want to follow up with this. What the Black Caucus in the Senate said was they were con- concerned that our true history would be omitted from being taught in the classroom. That the history of our country that is a stain on our country and with respect to slavery and Jim Crow, etc., that that would be uh, just kind of pitched out the window if uh, this bill becomes law, which bans it really doesn't ban critical race theory. It it just bans the notion that any child would be considered inherently superior or inferior to another just based on their race, gender, ethnicity, etc. They're essentially their physical immutable attributes. I mean, it's crazy to me you even have to have a law to do that if you think about it. But we've shared, gosh, Rhino, how many examples where that's clearly happening. Haven't seen as many examples in the state of Mississippi. And I don't know that if that's because it's not happening or because it just has not made its way into the public square. I don't know. But we've certainly called for examples of it here on the program, if you know any such any such instruction or programs or communication or policies that that does hold one race superior to the other, one is an oppressor, one is a victim, may, like we said, uh, compel students to admit guilt for past actions of racism just simply based on them being 
uh, of the same race as those who committed those those heinous acts. So, nonetheless, uh, it, it did make national news. It's a big deal. I find the bill to be rather innocuous. And I do find it funny that all the national stories leave out the fact that the Black Caucus also missed another vote and had to come out with a statement on it. They did. Tell, tell them about yeah, that. Yeah, because, I mean, they wanted to play politics enough that they got up and walk out on the CRT vote, but they didn't pay enough attention to know that the vote was over. So when the next bill came up, the teacher pay raise, they were out of the building and didn't get to vote on it. Yeah, exactly. But because they're playing politics, they want to get out there and say, yeah, we're, we're in favor of the teacher pay raise, even though we weren't there to vote on it. It wasn't well thought out. So I believe that our past history as fact should be taught in the classroom. I think, I think that is, is reasonable. And it's necessary to, to bring up and to discuss those past historical events in a factual way to prompt robust debate about those events? Absolutely. I think that's fair. I think that's good. I think all Americans should be aware of that. But when it comes to this matter of dividing students or teachers based on these immutable physical characteristics and compelling them to admit privilege and guilt. We played the privilege bingo jump Friday, if you guys caught that, one of the school districts in Virginia doing that in their classroom. That, that's awful. That's off limits. That's abhorrent. Shouldn't be done. And, and things like privilege walks or what am I seeing now that there's some something going on in Denver where they're going to have a minority night out or something like that, which, again, I thought we were supposed to be about inclusive, being inclusive. That's exclusive as much as you can be, blatantly exclusive. So, absolutely, teaching factual history, sure. Should be done. You could do that without saying it's your fault, by the way. That's what critical race theory aspires to do. We'll step aside for Super Talk News and Fox News right now. When we come back, we've got Grant Callen. He's the founder and CEO of Empower Mississippi. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. I'm Chris Foster. The Supreme Court agrees to hear a challenge to the consideration of race in college admissions and turns away a lawsuit filed by Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy to stop proxy voting authorized by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The Democrat-led House voted to allow proxy voting for the first time ever as a public health protocol in early 2020. Republican leaders have long opposed it, and lawmakers from both parties have used the option for non-COVID-related reasons. Lower courts rejected the suit, concluding they did not have jurisdiction to weigh in on House procedures. Fox's Jared Halpern. NATO is moving more military assets to Eastern Europe to counter Russian troops on the Ukraine border. Shipments of U.S. military aid arriving here over the weekend. A total of 180 tons so far of what they call lethal aid, like ammunition, destined for Ukrainian troops battling Russian-backed separatists in Eastern Ukraine. Fox's Greg Palcott. America's listening to Fox News.
The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Trust Care Kids in Madison now offers the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. Every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., just walk in or schedule an appointment at TrustCareKids.com. Our expert team of pediatric specialists will have you in and out in a jiffy. It couldn't be any easier. Trust Care has led the way in COVID testing and vaccinations. Let us be the provider you trust to keep your entire family safe. That's TrustCareKids.com. Trust Care Health. Feel better. Faster. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi Power and Energy customers will see their bills go up next month. Southern District Public Service Commissioner Dane Maxwell says last year's ice storm, an unprecedented year in the Gulf, and the increase in natural gas prices are to blame. We worked with them for a, a long period of time to adjust those as best we could to, to salvage a uh, an increased hike such as that on for the ratepayers, but at the end, uh, they're allowed to recover it and we have to give it to them, and we did that. That means energy customers will see an increase of close to $8 in February. For Mississippi Power customers, their bills will go up about $4. The Ole Miss women's basketball team continues to make their March Madness case, defeating number 23 Kentucky 63-54 Sunday. Next up for Ole Miss is number 13 Georgia on Sunday. January 30th. I'm Kelly Bennett. Please never use gas appliances for purposes which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes and never store flammable materials inside propane cylinders. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in protecting your home or business. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards. Plus, we offer free gas checks for our customers. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. There's a baby product recall some parents should be aware of. Fox's Lillian Wu explains. More than 330,000 baby pacifiers by Mushy & Co. are being recalled because they could pose a choking risk. The company, which carries Danish-crafted baby products, says the two designs included in the recall are the Classic and Daisy, sold at stores nationwide, including TJ Maxx and Amazon. The rubber pacifiers not affected. Consumers are being told to cut the pacifier apart, send the company a photo for a refund. After a two-year hiatus due to the pandemic, the double Decker Arts Festival is returning to Oxford. Organizers are planning different activities from years past, including dance shows, martial arts demonstrations, and displays of local businesses. The festival will take place April 22nd and 23rd. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Benton. 
Being prepared before the storm is the best way to protect your home or business. Making sure your generator is in peak performance and ready for the job will keep you prepared. Taylor's Sudden Service can set up scheduled service calls to keep your generator running at peak performance. Taylor services all makes and models of generators and helps keep your generator prepared for the storm. If you own a generator, call Taylor's Sudden Service at 601-922-4444. During the COVID pandemic, Mississippi's nurse practitioners were on the front lines of providing patients with high-quality care. With over 6,000 nurse practitioners practicing in our state, there's no reason we should continue to struggle with access to care, with many in rural areas having no access at all. Mississippi's archaic laws force NPs into unfair contracts just to go to work and do the job they're trained to do. Tell your legislators to support full practice authority as 28 other states have done and end forced government contracting. Paid for by the Mississippi Association of Nurse Practitioners. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this first day of the final week of January. Kicking it off in style here, we've got uh, Grant Callen. He is the CEO and founder of Empower Mississippi. Thanks for coming on, Grant. Delighted to be here. Thanks for having me. You bet. So let's start out by talking about uh, School Choice Week. You were just telling me off the air National School Choice Week was last week, is that correct? It's this week. This week. That's right. Okay. Yeah, so this is National School Choice Week, which is a nationwide event with literally tens of thousands of events across the country where kids and teachers and parents are coming together to celebrate all the great kinds of options we have in education, public schools and charter schools and private schools and magnets and homeschool. Not about one type or the other, but about a celebration of the diversity of options we have out there. And, you know, historically, Empower Mississippi and other organizations have gathered at the Capitol with uh, a thousand students and teachers and parents from across the state every January. And because of COVID and um, just feeling like probably not the best time to gather everybody together in close proximity. We decided instead of asking people to come to the Capitol, we would take the party on the road. Gotcha. And so we had the National School Choice Week bus tour around the state, and it was a fantastic event. There's video all over our social media channels where we traveled to the four corners of the state and, and celebrated. We went to schools that are doing amazing things, helping kids thrive, and celebrated those great options and interviewed kids and talked to teachers. Um, it was a just a great event to see the different types of options we already have available in Mississippi. Let's start out uh, by assuming that most folks aren't really familiar w- with what school choice uh, means and explain that, if you will, 
uh, just exactly what we mean when we say school choice. Sure. Well, you know, school choice is just kind of a basic idea that says every kid is unique. They, they, no, no two come alike. I have five, and all five of them, even though they have the same genetic makeup, are incredibly different. And if kids are unique, then their educational setting ought to be as unique as they are. And so choice, school choice is simply the, the message that we think parents know their kids best, and we ought to craft an education that makes sense for each kid individually, which means we ought to give parents the tools to shop around, to have options, to find the right setting for their kid. And what works for one child may not work for the next child. Or what works for one season of a child's educational experience may not work for the next season. And, you know, I have I have friends who have one child in traditional public school, one child in a charter school, one child in a private school. And that's what works for their family. And so often, you know, under the Capitol Dome and in these political conversations, it is an us versus them, and it's a all-out trench well, trench war amongst the sides. Yeah, And I don't think that helps kids. The truth is, we want every kid in Mississippi to get a world-class education so they can pursue their dreams in life to become whatever they want to be. So, and the the more catered our education system is to their needs, the better. So translate that into specific policy. Yeah. So there are a couple of different types of choice. Um, it starts with public choice, giving parents the freedom between the public school system so that um, your choices shouldn't be narrowly defined by the uh, – the, the the value of a house you can afford to purchase. Right. Uh, so public choice, that's often called open enrollment. Um, charter schools are a type of choice because they're a public option that don't cost parents any money, but they are a choice. No student is assigned to a charter. Magnet schools are, are choice options. Homeschool, private school. And then there are different vehicles that are usually public policy created to make different options accessible. So like a charter school is a public school that doesn't cost any tuition. A voucher is a public policy created vehicle to help somebody attend a private school that might otherwise not be able to afford it. Yeah. And then in Mississippi, we have what's called an education scholarship account. Currently, that's limited to students with special needs. But that's another way to help students who need a little something different be able to afford to attend a private school where they're going to get that special needs education they need um, if, you know, in some cases their public setting wasn't the right fit for them. Right. So one question I have here on the C Spire text line, what can we do to let homeschool kids have the opportunity to play for public school sports teams? I think that's a matter that's been uh, debated. Yep. In fact, there's a bill moving through the legislative process this year. It's in in a number of states. It's called the Tim Tebow Act. Um, It has been introduced, and it's moving. So uh, we support that at Empower Mississippi. We think it makes sense. You know, homeschool families pay taxes just like their uh, their neighbors who are enrolled in the public school system. Um, It makes sense that homeschool kids would be able to compete in – public school athletics. So if you support, you know, to the listeners, if you support that, call your legislator. Tell them that you would like that bill to move and you'd like your lawmaker to support it. I yeah. think 
I think that's coming. I mean, we've seen a lot of states move to make that happen so that homeschoolers um, get more participation. Yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, I appreciate that. All right, so tell us about uh, the charter schools in Mississippi. How many do we have? What's the present enrollment? And what are we trying to do at Empower uh, to increase the number of charter schools? Yeah, so uh, we were at Midtown Charter School last week. And Midtown is one of seven charters that are up and running in Mississippi. There are five in Jackson. There are two more in the Mississippi Delta. One's in Greenwood, and one is in Clarksdale. Mm-hmm. And eight years in to the charter school movement in Mississippi, um, seven for people who are at those seven schools, it's been life changing. Um, our concern is just how slow we have been to grow as a state. Mm-hmm. Um, in that same, uh, I guess, eight-year period where we have seven schools, Arizona created 200 new charter schools. And it, it's not the state that creates them. It's entrepreneurial citizens. Uh, sometimes it's parents. Sometimes it's educators. Sometimes it's business leaders who say, we need another option in my community. Um, anybody can decide they want to start a school, and you go through the charter authorizer board. So. Part of what we want to see is many, many more people considering starting a charter school in their community, and we want to help you do that. So at Empower, we have actually just launched a new project called Embark that's focused on finding people that want to start schools, guiding them through the process, and then investing in those schools so that we get more through the approval process and we get more charters up and running and more kids' lives changed. Yeah. And this is a brand new program yeah. at Empower. Yeah. Uh, what what do you think the attitude is uh, in general within state government, lawmakers, uh, with respect to expanding school choice overall? I think it depends on – you kind of have to drill down a little bit deeper than that. Um, you know, the legislature has done a lot over the last eight years. We passed charter schools. We passed a, a dyslexia voucher, has passed an ESA for kids with special needs. But we have a, a lot longer to go. And so I think there's much greater support for public choice options within the public system. But I think there's still there's still work to be done to convince lawmakers that there is real demand amongst parents that – Choice is not going to hurt and instead would help the public school system, and that it's in all of our best interest to yeah. make sure we have more options within the system. So I think it depends on, on the particular issue and the, the part of the state you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I th- I've seen just in the last few years the mindset ha- – there's been a, a shift in mindset around charter schools. Many didn't understand what charters were when we passed the law in 2013. Some thought this was some way to help you know, kids that are already in private school. Others thought it was some uh, terrible way to resegregate the schools. That couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. These charters are a way to create options in some of the highest poverty communities in our state. And uh, majority, you know, these schools are over, overwhelmingly serving minority students and kids that are high poverty 
and it's changing their lives. A lot of misconceptions, uh, honestly, about charter schools. I've run into it as well and, and, and tried to filter through that and, and just uh, share the truth. we got a break right here. You can hang around. got uh, a couple more questions here for you as well. We've got Grant Callen. He is the CEO and founder of Empower Mississippi. We're talking about school choice, and we'll get to some of the other things Empower is focusing on in the next segment. Middays, we'll be right back. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Join us at the fabulous Mayflower Cafe in downtown Jackson for lunch daily. Specials include Wednesday pot roast, Thursday chicken and dumplings, and everyday grilled catfish. The Mayflower serves the freshest seafood for lunch and dinner, Tuesday through Friday, and dinner only on Saturday. BYOB, the Mayflower Cafe, downtown Jackson, a Mississippi tradition since 1935. Get a bottle of our world-famous comeback dressing and a gift card. The perfect gift every time. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and Doug. Don't you just love the smell of old books? This is a library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay for What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction. It really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 liberty. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. Got a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. 
Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go. A little white snake here on Metal Mondays on Middays, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino. We've got uh, Grant Callen. He is the founder and uh, CEO of Empower Mississippi. We've been talking about school choice. Quick check of the markets for you folks. The Dow down 1,051. I felt like it was headed toward the 1,000-point down mark. The NASDAQ, I think, down over 500 points today. So a lot of red on Wall Street. All right. So one of the questions that came up, um, Grant, from someone on the ceasefire text line, by the way, 601-879-4395, if charter schools are public schools, then why does a kid have to apply and be approved? Public schools, of course, take any one of school age. Yeah. So they don't. Um, charter schools are open and public to every kid in that district. There is no admissions policy. There's no selection process. If there is room, uh, if let's just say a charter school has 300 spots and 500 students want and apply, they draw names like a lottery. They draw names to see who get those 300 spots, 300 spots, and it's a blind lottery. So there is no selection process. What you may be thinking of is a magnet school, and magnet schools have been around a lot longer in Mississippi, and they are run by the district, and there is a selection process. So like right. we were at Obama Magnet School, uh, Barack Obama Magnet School as part of Jackson Public School last week. Um, incredibly warm welcome for National School Choice Week, but they are. Um, you have there is an admissions policy, uh, uh, admissions process to get in, and um, it, you're not against that. It's just a distinction between a magnet school and a charter. Yeah, uh, Barack Obama School, public school there, not far from the Capitol complex. Uh, That's right, Supreme Court, uh, just a couple of blocks away. And, and they're doing something different. I mean, they're they're just an option for parents whose kids are really excelling. You have to meet certain academic benchmarks to get in. But these kids are they're doing an uh, international baccalaureate curriculum and they're just they're thriving yeah. and it's great to have that option within the Jackson Public School System. Right. So the question is, why do charter schools limit the number of children that they accept it's, and public schools don't? I think the difference is public schools. If I could answer this, yeah. and then you please respond. Public school and the public school system is designed uh, from a capacity perspective to accommodate the district, the zip codes, if you will, that are covered by the school, whereas a, our charter school is a little different in the way it operates. Right. There's there's no child assigned right. to a charter, so they have to have some kind of a capacity because their building size and the number of desks and number of teachers. But what you see is where there is great demand and you know charter schools that that have a, a wait list and you know parents knocking on their door to come in they t- they typically grow and they'll they'll create other buildings or they'll expand to a second school and so um they look at the demand as a signal for how fast they should grow yeah and many of them want to continue to grow to keep up with the demand yeah 
So the question that comes up, and we had it here today on the ceasefire text line, and I think while you're here, it'd be good to explain this with respect to the mission of the organization Empower Mississippi. This comes up a lot where folks express their concerns about the curriculum. There's a lot of people that would like to eliminate Common Core, for example. We hear that rather regularly, and a lot of people feel that we over-test children. And I think we believe that as well. Yeah. But... And, and there's some other things with respect to uh, just the operational aspect in public schools. Uh, just explain kind of uh, where where Empower fits into those sure. uh, circumstances. Um, I mean, our mission is about how do we create opportunities for everybody so that every Mississippian can rise. Yeah. And we want to remove barriers to opportunity in three areas, education, work and justice. And I explain it like I, you know, I have five kids and I want for each one of them to find a great education so that they can find meaningful work and stay out of the justice system. Mm-hmm. So within that education piece and each of our areas, we measure outcomes for the state where we say we want to see these metrics change. And in education, we want to see more kids graduate ready to be lifelong learners and prepared for life. And choice is one of the ways we see that that can help move the needle, but it's not the only way. I mean, the vast majority of the kids in Mississippi are in traditional public school and will likely be that way for you know my lifetime. Yeah. So we see choice as one way to help improve the system and help the kids who need something different. But we also want to see the system improve directly, and so there's a you know there's some bills that we're working on this year that would do that. We think um, in the push for accountability over the last decade and trying to make sure you know well-intended efforts to make sure we don't you know students don't fall behind. There has been an overemphasis on testing, and many parents feel like. Their kids aren't – they don't have an opportunity to have instruction time. They're just preparing for tests all the time. Yeah. And and teachers feel enormous frustration at how much – how little instruction time and how much freedom they have in the classroom to teach because they spend so much time preparing kids for tests. So it's not about saying we're not going to test kids. It's about making sure we recognize testing is only one component, and really it's only one outcome we're trying to improve on. We want kids to to be critical thinkers. We want them to be healthy. We want them to learn how to care for neighbor and be prepared for a career. And you know, a test can measure your progress on that in some areas, but it can't be the ultimate measure of whether an education system is successful. Yeah. So we're working on some things to help drive decisions down to the local level, give teachers more freedom in the classroom, and give parents more choice within the system so they can find the best match best setting for their kids. What can Mississippians do if they support this mission of expanding school choice and and uh, uh, spinning up more charter schools, education scholarship accounts, ESAs? What, uh, what do you suggest Mississippians do if they support those ideas? I would say two things. Um, if you're a parent and you want more choice, you want more options, you want more uh, great educational settings in your community, Reach out to us at empowerms.org. 
We want to hear your story. We want to write about your story. We want to talk about it. We want to engage you in the process. Ultimately, school choice is not going to happen in Mississippi or be expanded because some lobbyists are working on it. It's going to happen when parents rise up and say, I need more choices. That's the first thing. The second thing is maybe you're a teacher and you're frustrated or you're a principal and you want to start a school in Mississippi. We have a path for people to start charter schools or private schools. We just want to we want to tell you 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 don't have to do it alone. This new project Embark intends to come alongside you and help you from soup to nuts, from idea to doors open so that we get more charters up and running, more kids lives changed. If you're in that category and you just want to have a conversation with somebody about what's involved, is my community eligible? Am I eligible? We're we would love to have that conversation and help you do it. Yeah, and you can get you can get information on all that at our website empowerms.org. What are some of the uh, pieces of legislation that empowers tracking in the 2022 session? Yeah, so there's a few education bills that I think are really interesting. Um, one of them touches on this this piece about testing. Um, it's a, we're trying to create an accountability task force because we have created this program that's called Districts of Innovation, where public school districts can, can do really innovative things, and then, but it, because it doesn't completely intersect well with our accountability model, some of the schools that are doing the most innovative things are getting their hands slapped on the accountability model because they're not focused on standardized tests. So we want to make sure the model communicates and captures the the whole uh, picture of what a school district is doing. And if the kids are thriving, the model ought to to, um, recognize that. So that's one of the bills is an accountability task force. Another is a digital learning bill. Um, You know, coming out of the pandemic, we've seen more and more parents Looking for something different, even if you're full-time enrolled in a traditional public school, kids are kids are wanting more than what is offered in their district. And so we feel like if you're in a school in Rolling Fork and you would like access to advanced level courses that your district might not be able to provide somebody to teach Mandarin in Rolling Fork um, yeah. or advanced calculus or something – uh, you ought to have access to uh, a digital course, and these yep. courses are available. We just want to make sure they become free and accessible to students in every corner of the state. So that's another one of those, is giving parents gotten, more options. It's almost got impossible for every single school, it, it, whatever the level is, to incorporate all the possible courses that uh, yeah. m- might be necessary and uh, would be something that, that parents and their, and their student children want to, to go through. And we're used to having choices on our iPhone. You don't have yeah. to build everything into this. Right. You can make it accessible. Yeah. And I think you know our our districts ought to be a place that can make more options available to parents, um, even at the local level. Technology can support that. Appreciate it. Uh, Grant Callen, the CEO and founder of Empower Mississippi, has been our guest here on Middays. We appreciate it, Grant. Good talking to you. Thank you. We'll Enjoyed being soon. with you. Yep. You bet. We'll be back with more Middays. Stay with us. 
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny skies, high near 59. Tonight, a 70% chance of rain, low around 42. Your Tuesday, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 54. And for your Wednesday, sunny skies, high near 46. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry, I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox, direct. 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Attention. If you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll. Sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. Demand the best for your truck. Line X Spray-On Bed Liners give the only nationwide lifetime warranty. Line X of Jackson is your source for all of your truck accessory needs. From lift kits, wheels, tires, bed covers, hitches, you name it, we do it. Want leather installed in your car or truck? We even give a lifetime warranty on our leather. Line X of Jackson has been your source for spray-in bed liner and truck accessories for over 20 years. Come see us on Highway 80 between airport and crossgates. Line X of Jackson, 601-664-0030. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with Amada Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601-864-3752. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi Power and Energy customers will see their bills go up next month. Southern District Public Service Commissioner Dane Maxwell says last year's ice storm, an unprecedented year in the Gulf, and the increase in natural gas prices are to blame. We worked with them for a, a long period of time to adjust those as best we could to, to salvage a uh, an increased hike such as that on for the ratepayers, but at the end, uh, they're allowed to recover it and we have to give it to them, and we did that. That means energy customers will see an increase of close to $8 in February. For Mississippi Power customers, their bills will go up about $4. The Ole Miss women's basketball team continues to make their March Madness case, defeating number 23 Kentucky 63-54 Sunday. Next up for Ole Miss is number 13 Georgia on Sunday. January 30th. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's The Augusta You Can Play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed Par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay-and-play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tee time. No matter where you go, Super Talk Mississippi is there. With FM signals all over the state, you can hear Super Talk Mississippi from the Delta to the Red Clay Hills of Meridian and from Oxford to Biloxi. And when you're out of the state, you can always get the latest Mississippi news and talk online at supertalk.fm. And on your smart device with the Super Talk app, you're proud to call Mississippi home. And we're proud to cover your state like no one else. Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Midday, Super Top Mississippi. Appreciate you joining us today. Gerard and Rhino in the studio. So, uh, obviously, on the C Spire text line, I see you had a discussion with uh, this listener, Rhino. On the 662, is concerned about the way in which students are selected for entry into charter schools. And there's a... Uh, there's a question about that, and, and even sent us a uh, a link to some statute. No, I sent the link to the statute. Oh, you sent asking, the link. I see it. Yeah, he yeah, said, yeah. So the first 300 students that walk in the door of charter school are selected. I said, no, they're chosen by blind lottery. Yeah. It, and his response was, if you say so. And it is true. It not only is true that if you go to the, um, I can tell you, if you go to to the Mississippi Department of Education website, there is uh, there's a whole section. I believe on charter schools, and uh, and there's also a charter school website for Mississippi as well that goes into deep discussion on how one is selected, how a student who applies and is is part of the applic- applicant pool, how that's selected. So there's and there's been some discussion about changing that process, but right now Rhino was absolutely right. It is blind lottery. It's how it how it's done. So. Um, I think the lottery will show a sign of pullback soon. That's Jerry in Waynesboro, I assume, is talking about the Mississippi Lottery Corporation and the state lottery. Why do you think that, Jerry? Not sure. I um, I checked the numbers yesterday. The numbers were uh, for weekly sales in line with where they normally are for a week. And so the week before, when we had the big Mega Millions Powerball, they were quite high. But it's fairly steady. 
honestly. Um, let's see. So, yeah, I wanted to get back to this issue of what gets taught in the classroom. So I just said that I think factual history ought to be taught warts and all, stains and all. That ought to be part of a complete education of history uh, in the uh, classroom of our of our youngsters. And so I just made the comment that robust debate about those matters, I, I think, is is healthy. So that doesn't mean you're questioning, I'm not suggesting the questioning of history and historical fact, but events and actions that, that led to various events in history. Let's take let's take uh, dropping of the the nuclear bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I mean, that happened. That's historical fact. But the the events and and the activities that led to that and were, I think, factors in the decision uh, to do that. Well, yeah, I think that's something that should could be uh, debated. Whether or not that was right or wrong, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. But I don't even right or wrong is probably the wrong way to to um, I think to describe it. But certainly, um, what were those events? I think that could be considered up for debate. I think there are various opinions on on what led to that. It's not a matter of whether or not you could argue did it happen, but what led to it, what caused it. What were the factors in making that decision? And, of course, you could apply the same to slavery. There's a multitude of opinions on that. The 1619 Project, for example, which is uh, has as its goal to establish 1619 as the founding of the country, it asserts that the Revolutionary War, essentially, was fought to preserve slavery. That's what the 1619 Project attempts to do, that they, they, uh, the tyrants, the monarchy in jolly old England was eliminating slavery, and so they got on the boats and came to this country and fought back the English because they wanted to continue slavery. That's, what, that's one of the uh, underlying factors in the 1619 Project. I don't happen to think that's true, and I don't know that there's... No, it's not even close to being I, true. And I don't think there's any historical... Slavery was abolished in England before America, yes, right. in 1833. Nowhere near 1619. That's... Nowhere near 1776. And uh, thank you for that, Ryan. Now, it's, again, I, I thought it was crazy when I saw that, but and this is why they want to to draw a line in the sand and establish that as our true founding and, and again, basically argue that that the, the colonists, those who colonized America and settled it, fought the English solely because they wanted to keep slavery going. Right? That's, their, that's their narrative. I don't believe that. I I can't find anything to support that narrative, but I don't think that it would be accurate to teach that, and I certainly don't support 
transitioning the founding of the country to be 1619 on that basis. There's just really no reason for it, in, in my view. But, you know, having a debate in a classroom, civil debate about things that aren't necessarily factual, but opinions on what led to some of these events, I think that is healthy. I think that's fair. There, there again, the, the whole reason for the Civil War in this country is uh, it, it seems to carry with it lots of different opinions. But uh, that, that's fair game, I think, to debate in the classroom. But what you shouldn't do and can't do is say, hey, you know, because of that slavery that happened back in uh, 150 years ago, because that, that slavery was essentially perpetrated and, and institutionalized by, uh, by white landowners, for the most part, in the South, because you happen to be the same race as them, you're responsible for it. Stand up here and admit it. That's just bad, wrong. It's abhorrent. That should be prohibited. That's happening. That's not only happening, as we've talked about on the show, Rhino, it's happening in the private sector. You've got private companies that are requiring their executives to do such. Write letters of apology and nonsense like that. This is going to play into the midterms. This, this woke crap and this push for all this stuff, I think, has, is, is aggravating people. And it's dividing the country in a way that it shouldn't be. And it's, and it's all rooted in this George Floyd incident. And, and again, nuance is important. You can, you can look at that incident and denounce and repudiate the officer who committed that act. You can do that but not say, hey, as a result, we've got to start teaching every kid in this country that if you're white, you're a white supremacist. That just doesn't make any sense. That is harmful, damaging, unproductive, poisonous to our most precious asset, which is our children. And I totally agree that we should be focused way more on valuable instruction and content and mastery of skills. Do I dare say mastery? Because I think that's one of the words that's been canceled, right? We should be focused on that to fill our future needs as a society and to to uh, occupy those jobs, to create those goods and services and value propositions that society needs to thrive and to flourish. But we're not doing that. We're, we're so focused on this woke crap and this, these divisive concepts, it's just nuts. And I sure would like to see more of that in our in legislation rather than, I think, kind of broad-brushing it as the way it has been in that, in that Senate bill. And again, my major concern, we heard Grant talking about the magnet school, Barack Obama uh, magnet school in downtown Jackson, which, of course, admit students on the basis of achievement and merit. 
big concern I have, we should all have, is, is this hard push to eliminate achievement and merit and objectivity and performance and value creation as the standard determinant for outcomes in society. That's what it's built on. That's what this country was built on. If, if we continue to push to eliminate that and replace it with this other nonsense, these physical attributes, we're just on that march to mediocrity and China and other nations that are focusing on merit are going to eat our lunch, own us possibly. Speaking of the threat to democracy, how about that? We'll take a break right here, another segment on Middays, and then Super Talk Outdoors at 12. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from All Britain's Jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John All Britain. At All Britain's, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell. Whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary, you can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen All Britain's as their diamond store. This is Beth with The Range by Jimmy Primo's here in Gludstadt. My dad Jimmy is off hunting again, so I decided to start 2022 by extending the 20% discount on our annual memberships and 15 to 20% off on our firearm classes, including our firearm simulator that is great for friends and family wanting to try their skills at real-life home defense scenarios or good old firearm competition. Come see us soon. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry, I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox, direct. 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. A pair of senators are making clear they do not want to rework their cattle market legislation after the American Farm Bureau Federation changed its policy to oppose any mandates that would require packers to buy more cattle through negotiated cash trades. The American Farm Bureau Federation on Friday declared its support for the bill, the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act, as long as senators drop the biggest element in the bill, that would be the establishment of the mandatory minimum negotiation 
negotiated cash sales for fed cattle. The bill, led by Senators Deb Fisher of Nebraska and Chuck Grassley of Iowa, was a compromise introduced in mid-November that would require the USDA to set regional mandatory minimum cash trades for fed cattle purchased by backers for slaughter. The central language in the bill require packers to buy an undetermined minimum level of cattle through cash trades within 14 days of slaughter. The USDA would set the regions and the minimum purchase volumes. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our healthcare workers in their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWG Employer Services. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. Somebody's got their fingers working hard on that song there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Super Talk Mississippi Middays back with you. Final segment. Let's see here. Uh, Kevin from Baldwin says they should, shouldn't teach that Columbus discovered America. That's true. It's more likely it was Leif Erikson, the Viking, about 300 years earlier. I think the question is the lack of of the flow of information. I think that's where the issue is. So nobody knew in Europe, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, it, that's the debate, is Vikings knew of Greenland and Iceland and Newfoundland and North America a couple hundred years before mainland, like France, Spain, Germany, that kind of portion of Europe did. And Columbus, I'm not mistaken, remember this has been a while since I took elementary history. Yeah. But he was Spanish, but traveled under the Portuguese flag for the Portuguese king. But right. uh, even then, he, he took this. He took four trips, I think, the whole, and, and wound up dying on his last trip. But all four times, he was still wrong. He thought he'd made it all the way around. That's true. That, that's true. So while the Vikings, a couple hundred years earlier, knew, okay, yeah, there's this whole big landmass over there. We've been to it a couple times. Whereas 
Christopher Columbus gets there and goes, no, 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 this is India. But it's not like he could Google it or right. anything back then. So, I, I mean, that's that's where the issue is, I think. So, well, what about the idea of... And then you um, got the whole debate about the Chinese and whether or not they circumnavigated the globe a couple hundred years before everybody in Europe did. That's right. They like to claim that they did, and... While they have some evidence to back it up, the most convincing piece of evidence that Chinese people have to say that they conquered the world before Europe is that Asiatic chickens make a kikikiri sound instead of a cockadoodle-doo sound, and the chickens in South America also make a kikikiri sound instead of a cockadoodle-doo sound. Oh, okay. So they say the chickens in South America must have come from Asia, which means China <laughs> was exploring. That's their evidence. That makes sense. I'll buy that. I like that. Uh, you know, it, it, at least it is, I think it's accurate to say he did have three ships. Oh, yeah. And sailed and across the Atlantic. In the Santa Maria. Right. Sailed across the Atlantic, set foot in this country. In right? 1492. In 1492. And I think it's, I think it's fairly evident that from that point on, right, that news got back, and I think that largely led to the colonization of the country. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, but then we got cities canceling Columbus Day and pulling his statue down and all that crap. What a, what's the purpose of that? I mean, what's the benefit of that? That is nuts. It, it makes people feel better that have nothing better to feel better about. <laughs> Jason says, getting rid of performance-based qualifications and rewards bigger than being a threat to democracy. It's a threat to all humanity. Hard problems require hard work to solve. You won't get that for people who were never taught to work as kids. Yeah, so I, I, I hear you, Jason. And, and this, this, this issue probably concerns me, honestly, more than any other in this country that we are transitioning away from uh, our performance-based, achievement-based society. So solving hard problems, and I hear what you're saying, that doesn't necessarily earn you something uh, bigger and greater in your life unless those problems affect uh, a lot of people and, and the market consumes whatever the solution is. So... It, it's all about value, value creation, value contribution. That's what reward should be on. In the classroom, it clearly, to me, it should be based on objectivity. I mean, there's some degree of subjectivity and maybe a, a, a person's attitude and um, their uh, sort of um, personal characteristics and behavior, but that's separate. That's what English class is for. Yeah, exactly. You can debate about the scorpion in the inkwell and what it means. Back when I, that's right. Back when I was in high school, they you had like these little um, letters that represented various a, areas where one needed to improve their behavior, and so I'd get straight A's in the objective part, but then in the little squares where they were supposed to put the letters that represented where you needed to improve, they'd say C attached. <laughs> because they couldn't put <laughs> I set the curve in all the classes, but I I guess the nuns thought I acted up too much. So but yeah. Um anyhow, so 
That's another. That's a debate for another day, uh, certainly. But I'm going to continue to harp on this deep concern I have as we transition away from performance and value and achievement and objectivity. That's my concern. That there won't be any more magnet schools. Won't be any more gifted and talented programs. We're just all the same. All widgets in a drawer. We pull out and they make them into what we are to be. We'll be back tomorrow. Stay safe. God bless everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.